0: Good morning, if you are new, thanks for being here. We know you have a lot of different choices of what you can do on a Sunday, and the fact that you would choose to spend an hour with us just means a lot to me. And as Jen mentioned, I would love to meet you right after the service in the Next Step Room. Uh, sometimes what I talk about, you, just, you have questions, I don't get a chance to answer everything, and I would I love questions. And so after the service, if you have questions, you can come find me in that Next Step Room afterwards. We're just really glad that um, you're here today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Jesus uh, who he is and what he means in our lives. And it's our hope that, uh, that you would want to know more about him and maybe ultimately place your faith in him and your trust in him for salvation. And you may not understand what all that is, uh, but hopefully through what we talk about today and maybe if you keep coming back, uh, you'll begin to learn more about that. So we're just glad. I'm just glad that you are here today. I got to tell you personally, though, I am really stoked because of a first-time guest that we have, and that's my wife. Laura, who is here after six weeks, so um, you know we're really glad you're here. So after the service, if you have any questions and you want to meet me, I will be back in the next step room. Uh, I'd love to meet you. Uh, it is, um, uh, it's just, it's really, it's just really good to see you sitting there, babe. Amen. Just really good. Been, um, I don't know. Just I'm different. I don't know. I just when, I, I love on Sundays just looking over there and she's sitting there and and when she's not sitting there it's just ah, it's just not much fun. So I was really glad that she's back. We are going to start a brand new series today. We are kicking off what we're calling the Summer of Sabbath. Uh, I started to hashtag that this morning and I discovered that Summer of Sabbath is the Black Sabbath Ozzy Osbourne uh, tour. So. <laughs> It's like, how awesome is that? Summer of Sabbath. Woo! Uh, But I invite you to hashtag at that just to mess with all the Sabbath fans. (laughs) All these Jesus posts start showing up. That would just be awesome. Um, Okay, that's just maybe my sick way of having fun with that. Well, we got a brand new series called Stress Leveled. Stress is at an all-time high, and we all just feel like the weight of it is pressing us down. we to talk about this over the next uh, few weeks. If you have a Bible, let's go to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Luke is uh, one of the four gospels in the New Testament. Luke was not one of the disciples of Jesus, but he was a close follower, and he uh, met with a lot of the disciples and a lot of the firsthand witnesses, and he wrote out the account of Jesus's life, and that's what we have here in Luke. If you don't have a Bible, we give them away for free, by the way. They're In the next step room, I'd love to put one in your hands, or our team would. Um, If you have a mobile device, you don't have a Bible on your phone, go to corechurch.com, and there's a link there. Uh, But if you have a mobile device, I read out of the New Living Translation, the NLT, so you'll want to be in that so you know what's going on. But if you would, let's stand. We're going to be in Luke chapter 10, and beginning in verse 38, story of Jesus and some of his friends. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught, but Martha, she was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing, and she came to Jesus and she said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Well, it probably went more like this, Lord, it's That's probably more what it sounded like. Tell her to come and help me. But but the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, 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 you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about, and Mary has discovered it. And it will not be taken away from her. And let's pray for the word of God we are about to hear. God, thank you uh, for this time of worship and this family that we have here, our community, God, of believers and those who today maybe aren't even believers yet. Thank you for bringing us together today to hear. So speak to us in this moment, God. Uh, Church, let's pray for one another. You don't have to do that out loud, but let's just begin to pray for one another, especially if you're a follower of Jesus. Let's get our our hearts and our heads in in the right place that we're ready to receive from him. Pray for me as your pastor that I'm going to be just faithful to the text, and and I'll speak out what the Holy Spirit wants us to hear, and we can all have a a great takeaway today, and something good's going to come out of what we do and this experience we have together. And if you're ready to hear from the Lord, give me a big amen. amen. All right, you may be seated. I love to sleep. I love naps. Anybody in here love naps? You you love to sleep? All right. I love... I love sleeping. I, this is when I think about it; it makes me smile. I just and I, I just, uh, I think naps are God given. I think they're God ordained. People will feel like, oh, you don't take a nap because you're lazy. Whatever. I will love. I love to nap anywhere and everywhere I can. Would it not be great if you went to work tomorrow and they had a designated nap time and they gave you one of those Kinder mats, like everybody had to lay on one, so you didn't feel awkward taking a nap? That would just be. I mean we should hand those out in here sometimes because I'm looking at some of you right now and it's like hey hey wake up come on now you like a nap would be really good about now I I can literally fall asleep anywhere at any time because I just love I love sleeping case in point 2 weeks ago we had to take our cat to an emergency uh, vet facility and he wasn't doing well and so we pull up to this, this is weird, we pull up to this emergency, and it was literally an emergency room for pets. They had an, a pet ambulance. They had a real ambulance outside for pets. I was like, this is bizarre. And then when I got the be- bill, I was like, oh, this is a real emergency room, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. So I'm sitting in the lobby, and I'm waiting for, to see the vet, and my daughter, Sky is with me, and she snaps this picture. Boom, I am out cold. I can sleep anywhere. I love napping. Now, now, how many of you, though, you struggle sleeping? Like insomniacs, like you're up all night, you hate people like us, you're just like, you're speaking down curses on me right now. That's Laura. Laura is an insomniac. Like, I get in bed, and I'm out cold. Honestly, because, you know, I mean, when you get in bed, when I get in bed, there's one of two things that are going to happen, and if the other ain't happening, then I, I'm going to sleep, okay? So... <laughs> I just. I'm talking about reading. I like. I don't know where your head's going, people, but I like reading in bed. So, so some of y'all are like. What church did I just walk into? What is this place? Why'd you invite me today? Um, but Laura, she can't. She. I've been laying there before, and she has started counting. She'll be like one. Two, and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm just counting how long it takes you to go to sleep. And I'm like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm not going to sleep now. I'm not going to sleep. Next morning, I wake up and she's like, 17. <laughs> 17 what? 17 seconds. And boom, brother, you were out. I, I just love, I mean, she can't sleep at all. She's insomniac. So I wake up sometimes in the middle of the night to her uh, phone and the glow of YouTube. You ever done that before? <laughs> Usually it's T.D. Jakes going, yes, Lord, praise you, Jesus, yes, and I'm like, "Whoa!" I get saved like three or four times a week in the middle of the night, thanks to T.D. Jakes. I love to sleep. Now, some of you today, you're tired, but the kind of tired you are, a nap will not fix because you're just, you're just wore out, you're, your life is moving at an incredibly hectic pace and you you are overwhelmed you are you are stressed i mean that just everything is coming down on you you're exhausted and you're constantly on edge like you're not just physically exhausted but you're mentally exhausted You're emotionally exhausted, and you are spiritually exhausted. Like, you want to rest? You know you need to rest. But you're sitting there thinking, man, when would I ever rest? Because rest is nowhere in sight. People, when they come up to you and they say, hey, how you doing? You have one of two responses. I'm tired, or I'm busy. And so you you just keep going and you just keep moving and you keep pushing yourself day after day after day, night after night after night, until finally one day they will lay you to rest. And like somebody's going to stand over you and say, may they rest in peace. And you're finally going to get the rest you've been looking for. What I, what I wonder though is is rest possible now? Is rest possible on this side? Like in this life? What if we? What if we could actually breathe? what if, what if we could actually have fun? What if we could actually not have a whole bunch of weight on us, but we would just we could just laugh? We could just rest, and, and we could relax. I, I believe it's possible. I don't only believe it's possible, I believe it's biblical. That's why today we're, we're starting the summer of Sabbath. This, this word Sabbath means to rest. That's what the word Sabbath literally means, to, to rest. And, in fact, right in the middle of the Ten Commandments, we're, we're told and we're commanded to rest. Exodus 20 and verse 10, in the middle of the Ten Commandments, it says this, The seventh day is a day of what? Of, of what? Rest dedicated to the Lord your God. Turn turn to somebody right now and and tell them this. Say yes to rest. Say yes to rest. All right. Now, now some of you ladies are like, did he say say yes to the dress? I love that. That's amazing. Is that what we're going to talk about? No. Say yes to rest. What's interesting is this is the longest of all the commandments. Now, thou shalt not kill seems like kind of an important commandment to me. Seems like kind of a big deal. It gets four words the sabbath commandment gets four verses and it's right in the middle and it's as if in the middle of the 10 commandments Jesus or God says to us breathe rest so what does it look like to practice sabbath and what does it look like to say yes to rest well Mary and Martha I think give us a great example of this in Luke chapter 15 see Jesus and the disciples have been traveling and they've been teaching and healing and doing his ministry, and they're tired. They're they're worn out. And they show up at the home of Mary and Martha and, and their friend Lazarus, and they know th- this family, and they're good friends with this family, and they're tired, and they need rest. And we read this in, in Luke ten thirty nine. Martha's sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. So the picture here is Jesus is, is teaching, and his disciples and some friends and some family are all gathered around, and Jesus is. Is teaching them, and they and they're preparing a meal in this in this setting. So they're gonna they're gonna eat together. They're gonna hang out together, and they're gonna laugh together, and they're gonna have fun together. Now, even though, and this is very critical, even even though this was not the Sabbath, this was not a Jewish Sabbath story. I, I believe it's a great picture, though, of what Sabbath is, because the the Jewish Sabbath, the Jewish Sabbath is a time for faith family, and friends. And so the Jewish people, they would, every Saturday, they would stop and they would cease from their work. And what that meant was, is they would do several things. One is, every Saturday, they would all go to the synagogue. And they go to the synagogue, and at the synagogue, they would hear the word of God taught to them. They would sing together, and then they would pray together. Does that sound familiar at all to what we do today? But not just that. Then after the synagogue, they would eat together as a family. The immediate family would get together after this time in synagogue, and they would eat a meal together. And not just eat a meal together, but the family would decide they're going to spend the whole day together. And so they would have recreation together. They would have fun together. They would have joy together. And many times, if not every time, they would include friends in on this. Now, as Christians, we celebrate and have our Sabbath day on Sunday. Now, the early church they would actually practice. The early church actually practiced Sabbath on Saturday, and then they began to adopt Sabbath on Sunday because that's the Lord's Day, the day that Jesus was resurrected from the dead. So they began to have that celebration, and then eventually they moved and began the Christian Sabbath on Sunday. And they began this practice, and they they continue this time with faith and family and friends. So the idea of Sabbath rest isn't just take a nap. The idea of rest is it's a time to say yes to faith, family, and friends. That's what really Sabbath is about. But unfortunately, we are in a 24-7 world, constantly attached, constantly going, are we not? Like we can never unplug now. It's a 24-7 world. You can go to the store anytime you want. And if that store happens to be closed, you can actually go online and shop that way now. 24-7 world that we live in. Back in the day, some of you all remember back in the day, you tried to go to a store after 9 o'clock at night, you ain't getting nothing. Everything was closed. Now, I know some of you are like, huh? Yeah, everything shut down at 9 o'clock. And then, you know, Chick-fil-A, God bless them for what they're doing, but try to go get any piece of chicken or meat or anything on a Sunday, you ain't getting it because everything was shut down and closed. But now we're in this 24-7 world where we never, ever stop. In fact, I remember back in the day, if you were up at midnight and your TV was on at midnight, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> For the next six hours, you're watching a snowstorm. But we live now in this 24-7 world. The world never turns off. Never turns off. I, I would like for you to, to write this down if you're taking notes this morning. We've traded rest for restlessness. We've traded rest for restlessness. And, and the church and the church, the, the very people who should be resting, we're just as restless. In, in fact, what we have done in the church is we have so little time, and we're so busy, and we're so worn out that we have relegated Sabbath to one hour every other week, or one hour once a month, if I can squeeze it in. For us as followers of Jesus, and what happens to us is we go, man, this is what we tell God. (laughs) Sorry, God. I just, you know, it's just been, I mean, my world is just crazy right now. You know, I'm just kind of busy and I'm going to get there. And we end up apologizing to God when he set aside a time he set aside a place he set aside an entire day for us where he's like hey I want you to rest this is for you this isn't for me this is for this is for you i'm giving this to you as a gift but we tell god man i'm sorry i just don't have a lot of time right now and we end up looking no different than culture and culture is interesting because culture tells us to keep pushing keep pushing what would happen if we decided to push back? I mean, what, what would happen if, if we decided to be counterculture? What what if we what if we decided to to take Sunday back? And we and we started saying yes to rest. Like we, we started saying yes to, to faith and to family and to friends. What, what would our lives be like? And this is the idea behind the summer of Sabbath, of saying yes to rest, saying yes to, to faith and to family and friends. Like, like, like Mary, what, what would happen if, if we said, you know what? On Sunday, I'm going to be like Mary. I'm going to go sit at the feet of Jesus. Yeah, I'm, I'm, You know, I'm just going to go be in the house of God with my friends. I'm going to get my family, and we're just going to be in the house of God. And we're going to start going old school. We're going to make old school new school. And, and we're going to go, and actually, church for us is not going to be a, a chore. Church is not going to be a place that we have to go to, and it's not something we push, 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 push. Because some of you, you came in, at 300 miles an hour, and you, uh, boom, put your butt in a seat, you're going to go back out at the same speed. It's zero to 300 and nothing flat. And you came in here completely exhausted, and you just, man, how much, we, i got to get this done so I can get on to what I, get on back to my life. And God's saying, whoa, 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 whoa slow down, slow down. What if, like Mary, we decided, you know what, I'm just going to go sit at the feet of Jesus. Man, I'm just going to. I don't know, I'm just going to hear some songs and worship him and listen to his word. I'm going to pray with some people, my family and friends. And then what, what would it look like if after after church we didn't rush right back into the world? Like we pushed back a little bit. What, I mean, what would it be like if you just went home and stayed with your family? And like if you said, you know, I'm going to take my my phone and and I'm going to, I'm going to set it a, aside, and I'm not going to – I'm preaching at myself, by the way. I'm not going to check my email, and, and I'm not going to bury my face in that, and I'm preaching to myself. You talk to my family. You talk to them. I, I, this, is, this thing is – this is Satan. It's, it's, it's got an apple on it, okay? Go back to Genesis, okay? Um, I'm telling you, it's all there. It all lines up. It's all in Scripture. Hallelujah. I'm 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 messing with everybody, okay? No, somebody don't go. Does he really mean that? No, I'm just I'm just sorta, sorta. Because that thing flat owns me sometimes and I got my face buried in it and my family's right in front of me and I'm saying no to the very people I should be saying yes to. I keep telling my friends, hey, we're gonna get together and we're gonna hang out. We never get together, we never hang out. But what if we were like Mary and we just began to sit at the feet of Jesus and the thing is that that just sounds crazy. That just sounds countercultural. Did you guys just see like 10 people run out to roll up their windows? Did you guys see what I just saw? What's <laughs> up? Awesome. Yeah, you go right now. In the name of Jesus right now. Yeah, God be with you. All right. Oh, here go three more. Wow, it is a mass exodus. Some people around here don't check their weather. Okay. That is one of the funniest things I have ever seen in almost 16 years of ministry. Never like what did I just say? Why are all these people running out on me? Backtracking in my mind. What did I say? Lord, what did I say? All right. So I it, it, honestly isn't it easier to just just turn on the the TV and just hang out with friends on TV? Like, I mean, it just, it just seems easier to just do that. Like, you know, hey, you know, Ross, Joey, and Rachel, those are my friends. That's who I hang out with. don't put a lot of pressure on me, just 30 minutes, and they're out the door. You know, you know why they call it friends, right? They don't have no kids. That's why they call it friends. Because once you have kids, you're friends. You ain't got no friends anymore. You're just gone. That's the truth. I'm preaching up in here right now. Parents, that's the truth just because you have kids doesn't mean you shut friends off you got to fight for that you got to fight to have friends you got to fight for relationships and it's just so difficult i you know I'm so thankful I'm so thankful for parents who practice Sabbath and I, I didn't even know it in fact, when I was when I was going through and looking at this message and I was studying about the Jewish Sabbath and how the early Christians practiced Sabbath, I was like, that's how I grew up. I didn't know that. I remember we, we would get to church really early, 8.30 or 9 in the morning because my parents served in, in the church and they had this old thing called Sunday school. Some of y'all remember Sunday school. And so I'd go to Sunday school and I loved it because I got to hang out with my friends and and you got a star if you brought your Bible. So I... I never got a star because I never brought my Bible. And then you got a star for offering. I rarely got that because I was always keeping the offering my mom gave me. It's true. I did that. And uh, then the Sunday school teacher said, hey, your mom said that you have a dime. (laughs) I do. And then I got my star. But I remember being there, and then we would have church, and then, and then after church, we would go home, and we would often eat as a family, or many times we'd have friends over. And all I remember was this, this church was like a family, and I knew everybody, and they knew me, and it was a, a large church. And then, and then the weirdest thing is, this is weird, we would actually go back to church on Sunday night. What's that all about? Okay? And, and we would go back, and then after church, my parents didn't go home. They wanted to hang out with their friends from church, and so they would go over to a friend's house after church, after we'd started at about 8.30 in the morning. Now here we are at 8.30 at night, often until 11 or 11.30 at night. I remember falling asleep in corners of houses with my friends because we were just completely exhausted and played ourselves out. But my, that's the world I grew up in. And I was like, oh, my goodness, they, they got it. They, they discovered it. i have forgotten it. And that's what Sabbath is. Could we possibly get back to that? You know, here, one of the things we do, we don't gather here on Sunday nights, but we gather in homes. We have these things called core groups where we get together, not just because we have to, not just because we've got to work through five questions and through a study and blah, 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 but because they're my friends. Because I want to rest. So why is it so hard? Why is it so hard to be like Mary and say yes to rest? Let's look at Martha, verse 40. I think this helps us. Martha was what? Distracted. She was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. So so Martha has this opportunity to be with Jesus, to be with her family, to be with friends, but she's distracted. Here's a question I'd like for you to write down and, and maybe put it in your phone and look at it every day this week. Am I distracted from what really matters in life? Am I distracted from what really matters in life? Now, let's back off of Martha just a little bit here, okay? Because, like, she's in the kitchen cooking, and she should have been in there with Jesus. Okay, this is Jesus, Son of God, the Messiah, coming to your house. Okay, you're not going to just, you know, throw out some Hot Pockets and little Debbie cakes. That's not how you roll with the Messiah. You know, you're going you're gonna to do it upright. So I cut her some slack for that, but she missed it because she was distracted and, I think like Martha I think there's a couple things that distract us from rest and here they are I'm busy I'm tired I'm busy and I'm tired. oh I mean I hey I, I'd be in church I mean, I'd be in church preacher I'd be in church every week I know I'm not here every week but man, you don't know my schedule I mean I'm just I am going ninety to nothing, and I'm like six days a week, and I got one day off, and then and I got to do all this catch up I can do, and I I can't be at church because I gotta I gotta clean, and I gotta do this, and I gotta work on this, and I gotta make that happen, I gotta go here, and I gotta return this email, I do these things, so I'm gonna be there next week, but I'm just busy. We say the same thing to our families. Oh, honey, oh, 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 kids, you know, you know Daddy's going to be there. I'm, I, we're going we're to spend some time together. We're going to do something together. I promise you, but let, let Daddy do this first. And once I get this done, because you know, Dad, I'm busy, and I've I got these things and all these people pushing on me. But once I get through that, then we're going to spend some time together. And, I, and, you know, cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon, a little boy, blue, and the man on the moon. You're going to have to Google that, okay? Some of you are going to have to Google that one. But I'm busy. Man, oh, hey, I'd love to get together. You know, we need to get together. Man, that's a good friend of mine. We need to get together sometime. We need to get, you know, let me check my schedule, and then oh, I'm just busy. Drop this one, man, I, man, I'm sorry I wasn't in church Sunday, but, whew, man, I was just so tired. It was just a long week. And I've been there, but, man, I'm just it's funny that the word Sabbath means rest in the very place that we are supposed to be coming to rest. We stay away from. God calls you to this place. You can come to this place and you're here today and I promise you, you will leave this place with more rest than if you had stayed home. I promise you that. I promise you that. The rest you will receive is deep-seated soul rest. Some of you... Let me, parents, raise your hand. You're a parent. Let me talk to you for just a second, okay? It's for you. And this is a "cats in the cradle" moment, so forgive me for saying this, but this is true. Man, you you gotta stop saying to your kids, ah, man. Hey, hey, you know, daddy's, daddy's tired. You know, mom's just had a really long day, and so you just go and you just turn the TV on, and you just like, just give me, give me like thirty minutes, and. I'd I'd play with you, honey, but I'm just really tired. You're going to always be tired. Stop. Say a simple prayer. I'm going to preach about this next week. Stop. Say simple prayer. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you in that moment. Give me the strength to play with my kid. Because you're not always going to get the chance to get down there and play Legos with that kid. And then you're not always going to get a chance to go outside and shoot baskets with that kid. And you're not always going to get the chance to get in the car and drive with that kid. Take it, own it, with your spouse. Do it with your friends. Man, I, I'd love to be in a in a core group, or I'd love to just I'd love to have friends over. But man, I'm just so I'm just so tired. I'm just so worn out. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus said this. Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And I'll give you what? Rest. I'm going to speak about this next week. So when you come next week, I'm going to talk about that. But rest is it's really found in Christ. And Martha didn't understand this. Mary did. Look at verse 42. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Jesus says this, what? Mary has discovered it. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Men, we are hilarious. I mean, I just we're funny because, like, men, we, we, like, we can discover, like, planets. We, can, we go to planets and we discover new lands because that's who we are as men. But you put us in front of the refrigerator or the pantry, we can't find nothing. Nothing. I'm standing there, Laura, Laura she's been down for the last few weeks, and she wanted some of that Nutella stuff, you know which I thought was hilarious because I thought I thought that Nutella was, because it says nut as the first word, I thought it was like a health food. <laughs> Have you ever had this stuff? You ever tasted that? You're like, that should be called Nutella. That's what that should be called because I ain't telling anybody that I'm eating this whole jar. It's amazing. But I'm like looking at it, I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see it anywhere. And she's like, it's right there on the second shelf. And I'm like, I'm looking, and I don't see it. Move some stuff around. And there's this conversation that goes on. Man, you've been there, and you had this. And then what she do? She's not supposed to be getting up, but she gets up anyway. She hobbles over to the pantry, and she looks over, reaches in, grabs it, pulls it right out. And I'm like, how did you do that? That's amazing. You had that. You're like a Houdini thing. And You had that, you just kind of pulled it out of your sleeve. How do you do that? And that's been going on forever. This is Listen, this is Martha in this story. Martha, rest was right in front of her, but she couldn't see it. She didn't recognize it. But Mary did. This is what Jesus does. He offers us rest. It's right in front of us. We just got to recognize it. We just got to grab a hold of it. But like Martha, we don't see it. We're running crazy. We're not slowing down long enough. And and God says, hello, I set this aside for you. See, God created people on the sixth day. You know what happened the next day? We rested. We rested. It was the very first thing we did is we rested. I think what God is calling us back to do is to make it the very first thing, to make it a, a priority. This is what Mary did. Mary, Mary said, you know what? I will not be denied. Jesus said it would not be taken from her. She made faith and family and friends the very first thing. It was, it was the priority. For Martha, it, it, was, it was the last thing. It was optional. It was optional. Sitting at the feet of Jesus like we're doing now, it, it's optional. Spending time with my family, it's it's optional. It, it's something that gets pushed to the back burner. Spending time with friends, it's, it's optional. It's something that gets pushed to the back burner. But could it be, possibly could it be, that what God is trying to say to you today and he's trying to say to me today is, no, 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 no. It's the first thing. The very first thing I want you to do is rest. I want you to enjoy the family of God. I want you to enjoy worship. I want you to enjoy your family. I want you to eat together. I want you to go hang out together. I want you to have fun together. This is what the summer of Sabbath is all about, us reclaiming the Christian Sabbath. What would happen in your life if today you said yes? Let's bow our heads and talk to God for just a minute. I want to encourage you in this moment to just stop and contemplate maybe what is God saying to you right now? What's what's he speaking to you? What's your next step? Let me talk to those of you who are followers of Jesus. Maybe for you today, it's just simply you just need to say this. Say yes to rest. God, I'm going to say yes to rest. I'm going to say yes to Sabbath rest. I am going to reclaim that, God. I want to reclaim worship with my church family and my friends and my family. I want to reclaim the time with my immediate family. I want to reclaim this time and this day for my friends. God, help me. What do I need to say no to? Here's the thing I know. Sometimes in moments like this, there's just some things you can't. This isn't about being legalistic. Jesus said the Sabbath was created for us, not us for the Sabbath. What he meant by that is throw legalism out the window. Where do I need to say yes? Maybe you've recognized an area that you just need to surrender and you you want to start saying yes to rest. You don't know what that's going to look like for you every week, but you just want to commit to that in some way before God, would you just slip up your hand so I know who you are? You just say, I need to say yes to rest. Thank you. Thank you. All Yeah, all over. In the front, in the back, on the sides. I need to say yes to rest. And my hand is up with you. My hand is your pastor. Full disclosure, and transparency before you. I gotta say yes to rest. I gotta reclaim the Sabbath day that God set apart for us. God, would you give your people rest? Give them rest. Show them the areas that they need to say no to and show them where they need to say yes. If you're here today and you're not a follower of Jesus, not only does God offer you physical rest, mental rest, and emotional rest, he offers you spiritual rest. Jesus came to give you spiritual rest. That sin, that shame, that struggle that you have in life. God says, I can forgive that. I want to come in. I want to take it away from you. And I want to help you live this life. So today, if you're not a follower of Jesus, or maybe you've been away from him for a very long time, and you say, man, I want to come back to him. Here's what it means to come back to Jesus. It simply means this. I'm going to turn from my sin. I'm going to turn from my selfishness. I'm going to turn from the way I've been living. And I'm going to turn and start following after Jesus. It doesn't mean you understand all the teachings of Jesus. It doesn't mean you have everything locked down. It just means that you have this passion and this desire within you for the old person of you to be gone and the new person to come. And you say, I want to say yes to Jesus and have him give rest to my soul. I'd love to know who you are so I can pray for you today. I will not call you out or make you come up here, but would you just slip up your hand if that's you? I'm coming back to Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. All the way in the back, I see you over there on the sides, down here in the front, saying yes to Jesus. Maybe today you're a follower of Jesus. You have some friends that are far from God, and you want to pray for their soul today. Would you raise your hand? you got some friends or some family members that are far from God. Man, count them in this prayer. You bet. Amen. Amen. God, in this moment, for those who have decided today to put their faith in you and their trust in you, for those who've been away from you and they want to come home, and for those who are placing their faith in you for the very first time, would you just seal the deal for them right now? Would you just speak into their heart and deep into their soul and into their spirit to say, you're my kid. I love you. I forgive you. You are no longer the same. Your past is dead and gone. And now you are beginning a journey with me. Come walk with me. Thank you for that today, Father. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Give God a big hand clap. Amen.